This morning, uh, I'm going to share about meeting with a person of the Holy Spirit. Meeting with a person of the Holy Spirit. And if we are open, he will come in. He told me he would come in. And I know he would come in. That's why I want you to, stay, to set all your burdens aside and be open. You know what the enemy does? When you come to a place like this, it keeps you focusing on what is not necessary. And you spend all your time wasting all your time thinking about things you shouldn't think about. And while the word of God is going on, which has the power to lift you, you are busy with something else in your mind. And then you miss the whole thing. And then you go back home, they say you came in. Because you didn't know that you came for a divine, assi- a divine appointment. You know, I was explaining to some people this week at my office. I say God is so vast and so big that sometimes we fail to understand the bigness of God. We reduce him to things that we shouldn't. I say, say for instance, and I said I must explain that in the church. We said God cannot tell a lie. Amen? We all say that. And we think it means that God cannot say something. (laughs) That is a lie. Because it's not in the nature of God. But the reason why God cannot tell a lie is simple. It's because even if God tells a lie, that lie will become the truth. That's it. So if God can say, this chair is red, the chair will turn red just to confirm what God says. So it's impossible for him to tell a lie. Because whatever he says, the situation has to turn to what he said. So he can't tell a lie. Do you understand that? So, so when God says something to you, the problem you are having is that you compare what God said to your circumstances. Instead of knowing that what God says, your circumstances will have to adjust. Because God cannot tell a lie. And if he cannot, that thing needs to realize that he is the one that is lie. So he must come to the truth. See, if God says you are blessed your circumstances will have to align to come to that place where God said it because God cannot lie. Say to your neighbor, God cannot lie. That's why when Jesus says, Lazarus will not die. Although Lazarus died, he has to come back to confirm what Jesus said. Because if he had stayed in the grave, it would have been a lie. 
So he has to come back to confirm what Jesus said. In the Bible, many times Jesus will say something that does not look like the reality. He said the daughter of Jairus was not dead, but she was dead. And then the daughter has to wake up because Jesus said so. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. It was for somebody this morning. Because maybe you are discouraged. And I'm here to tell you that what God says, that's what will stand. Hallelujah. So meeting with a, a person of the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? And what does the Bible say about him? Who is the Holy Spirit? Believers have realized that many times in our walk with the Lord, we miss on one of the greatest benefits of being a child of God. We miss on the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I mean, we know how to pray. We know how to fast. We know how to read our Bibles. But we don't know how to involve the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Who is the Holy Spirit? Can I submit to you that the Holy Ghost is not an influence, is not a force? Hallelujah. Let's take the scripture in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 3 verse 17. And uh, uh, let me start slow so that those who are new here can be at rest. Then we can go on. Hallelujah. Second uh, Corinthians chapter number 3 verse 17. It says, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now the scripture is plain. The Holy Spirit is the Lord. Hallelujah. We say he is the third person. It's a lie. Hallelujah. You don't understand how you diminish him when you think he's just a third person. The reason why they say he's the third person is because he was, he was referred to manifest. Hallelujah. But actually, he is God. He's God. You need to understand that the Holy Spirit is God. He is the Lord. And when the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You need to understand that the Holy Ghost is Lord. He's God. He's not a breath. He's not a dove. He's God. We have a trinity. We talk about God the Father, the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, and the three are one. Hallelujah. So the way we treat the Holy Ghost, sometimes we treat him as a third person. I don't treat him as God. Hallelujah. Somebody say the Holy Spirit is the Lord. 
The Bible talks about a person. The Holy Ghost is equal to Jesus. Hallelujah. Is equal to Jesus. Have you realized that we, the terminology third person does not exist in the Bible? Have you read in the Bible say, and the third person? So where do we take that from? And I'm not saying that if you say that it's a lie, but the mindset of human being is very complicated. The moment you classify him as a third, they lower him. So that's why I'm strong on that. Not that if you say the first person, third person, you are in sin. But I know if you don't break that mindset, you will not give the honor that is due to the Holy Spirit. Because he's your third person. You give more honor to the first and to the second, but the third. You know, if you're in a class, I said, the top achievers. Number one, everybody claps. Yeah, this guy is good. Number two, when you come to number third, we clap, but he's not too much like the number one. Ah. We all went to school. And we know when you talk about the number three, it's not number one. I look those pigeon and uh, they were doing something and, and, and they say this one was Miss World and there's a second one. The third one, she's standing there, but you know, mm -mm. Ah, she is the third one. And that idea of a third one, that's what we have in our mindset. That's why in the church, people don't talk about the Holy Ghost because he's the third. We need to focus on number one. You know, when they do those beauty pageant, the number three, she disappears. <laughs> Whoever talks about her again. Because if the number first fails, they take the number two. They don't go and take number three. So the church has classified the Holy Ghost as a third. And all the third person, the third person, which third? Who told you? <laughs> We're talking about God here. And the way we take, we take God is the way we get the results. When we say let's worship, we worship the Holy Spirit the same way. Because he's God. He, he is God himself. I said, no, the Holy Ghost is in here. Oh, Holy Spirit. And then, and then they say, let's give reverence to God. Come on. Let, let's read the book of uh, John chapter number 14, verse 26. John 14, verse 26. Are you here with me? He said, but... Let's read it together. One, two, three. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Hallelujah. And will bring everything I have said to you. Hallelujah. And let's read also John 14, 16.
And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. You guys don't understand what is happening here. Jesus is about to be crucified and about to join the Father again. And he said that he talks about the helper, but John 14, 16 says, then I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you. Jesus was not talking about a, another helper of a different kind. Now, the Greek word that he used here for the word another is a Greek word, halos. And halos means a, another of the same kind. Hallelujah. Another of the same kind. Another that is equal to me. Another that is like me in every way. He will send you another helper. Because I am the helper. But he will send you another one that is exactly me. Come on now. There are two Greek words for another. It's the word heteros and uh, Halos. Now, whenever they use heteros, it's, it's another, another of a different kind. It's the same way the Bible says there were, there were two thieves at the cross. There were other thieves, other people at the cross. The word that God used is heteros. If they, were, they were different from the one in the middle. So whenever the word halos is used, you need to understand they are talking about the same person. But Jesus was saying he will manifest himself to you. But he will not come with a body. That's why I use the word halos. So he will come he's, he, he's, he's the same as me. But he won't have a body. And he said he will be with you. So, when you say, I wish Jesus was here, it's it pure ignorance. Look at what he says in the book of John 16, 7. Let's read it. John 16, 7. John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is your, to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come. He said, it is your advantage. It's better. It's better that I go away. If I don't go, the helper, the Holy Ghost will not come. But if I go, he will come. Jesus said, it is better. Wow. Does it mean the Holy Ghost is better than him? No, they are the same. But he's talking in, ter- in, another, in another way. The reason why he said that, because Jesus, when he was here in the physical body, couldn't be everywhere at the same time. If he was in Jerusalem, he was in Jerusalem. He could know what is happening on the other side, but his body was not there. So now, the disciples were glued to him because he is a provider. He's the one that gave them, when Peter's mother-in-law was sick, he walked in there, raised her up. And Jesus says, that this what you have, I'm limited in this body. It's better that I go, so that the unlimited may come. 
So Jesus says, it is better that I go. Because if I don't go, he will not come. The reason why the church is missing on, because they treat the Holy Ghost as a force. Hallelujah. So he said better. So when Jesus went, one of the best things that happened is that Jesus went. That was the best thing that would happen to us. Because when he was here, the power was on him. And he delegated to people. He couldn't dwell in people. Jesus couldn't dwell in Peter. He couldn't dwell in anyone because of his body. But now he said, if I go, the spirit will come. The spirit that makes me me will come. Whatever makes me me will come. And now the best thing is that I will dwell in you. Oh my God. Before you could go somewhere without him. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the book of John, chapter number four, Jesus say, stayed at the well. The disciple left. They came, they found him there. But when the day of Pentecost came, when the Spirit of the Lord descended on them, there was no way they could go somewhere without him. So it means the same Jesus that was limited is now unlimited. So now, Jesus, the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Ghost is called the Spirit of Christ. It's called the Spirit of Prophecy. The Spirit of Christ now dwells in you. In a way that you cannot go anywhere without him. Now, between the two situations, which one would you prefer? When he was there in the body or when he's here in the spirit? Which one would you prefer? So you need to stop yourself. If I was there in Jesus' days. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says the same power that raised Christ from the dead. If the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, Romans 8, 11, dwells in you. I don't think you know who is with you. The Holy Spirit. And, and, and the best thing is that he's a person. Hallelujah. It's not just a force floating in the air. He is a person. Hallelujah. Look at what the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 13, verse 14. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Let's read it. He said, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you. The communion, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship. 
You see how many people realize in the day that the Holy Ghost is with them. How many people go about their day in only when they come home, they realize the Holy Ghost is there. They engage with him after they have finished everything. No wonder we lose so much. Because it's when we finish everything, then we engage him. Remember, the Holy Ghost wants to be involved in all the areas of your life. The Holy Ghost wants to be involved in every decision you ever make. The Holy Ghost wants to be the senior partner in everything you do. The Holy Ghost wants to be the one that you consult. The Bible says another counselor. Another helper. Hallelujah. Another helper. The one that you consult with. Your partner in this life. The one that was sent. God came to you. And decided to dwell with you. Emmanuel. The, the people, people limit Emmanuel to Jesus. But the Bible says his name shall be wonderful and counselor. Not wonderful counselor. It's wonderful, comma, counselor. You read your Bible wrong sometimes. It's wonderful counselor. The word wonderful means something that you cannot make sense of. Counselor is the same word that was used here as helper. So he said his name will be counselor. So in the way God revealed to us the name of the Holy Spirit. So one another name of the Holy Ghost is Christ. Yes. Yes. Another name of the Holy Ghost is Christ. They call it the Spirit of Christ. Hallelujah. No, let, let me give you an example so that you can understand. Wow. Thank you. Dr. Nelson, come. Okay. This is Dr. Nelson. Okay, what's your name? Dr. Nelson. Dr. Nelson. Okay. <laughs> the name you bear, is it the name of your body or the name of your spirit? The name of my body. The name of your body. So how, what is the name of your spirit? <laughs> the same the same. So him and his spirit has the same name. But the, re the real reason that Ntatenelson is not the name of his body. No. No, it's not the name of his body. Because this body will stay behind. So if it's his name, it means Ntatenelson will stay behind. The reason why I said Ntatenelson came and he came, his spirit moved. Yeah. Yeah. You don't hear what I'm saying. His spirit stood up and the spirit controls the body. So the body comes because the spirit needs the body to move. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. So, so when he came as an Tate Nelson, actually it is spirit that came. The one that spoke there was not his body. It was his spirit. Because the day the spirit departs from this body, this body cannot talk. So when we talk about the spirits of Christ, the day that spirit departed, they buried him. You can go and see. Don't you understand? He said, into your hands, I release my spirit. And then the body collapsed. So they have to bury that body until the spirit comes back.
body. And then the body stood again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So when we talk about the spirit of God, the spirit of God comes and takes possession of you. So when we said the Holy Spirit is here, there are twofold of it. It means you are here because you have a carrier of that spirit. Ah. And secondly, his influence is in the room. So, the body responds to the spirit. The body does not now don't have a name. It's the spirit that has a name. So, when we say his name shall be Emmanuel, we are naming his spirit. When we say his name shall be counselor, we are naming his spirit. So that's why he said another halos will come of the same kind, which is my spirit. So who you are talking about, you are talking about me because it is my spirit. But this time, my spirit will not come with a body because my spirit needs a body. So what happened is that when his spirit came on the day of Pentecost, he was looking for a dwelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, God wants to invade the earth, but God needs a dwelling. The reason why God created Adam and Eve, it was building a house for himself. He was building a house for himself. And, and when they sin, he needs to restore that house so that he can dwell in. So the day of Pentecost... The Spirit of the Lord came and dwell in us. We are embodied. Hallelujah. That's what the devil copied by possessing people. If I said to somebody, you are possessed. No, I'm not possessed. Me, I'm possessed by the Holy Spirit. I don't know what is. Yes. Possessed means somebody dwells in you and takes control of you. And that's what the Holy Ghost does with us. He takes control of us and we talk together. The only thing that it does not override our will. The demonic possession overrides your will. But when God comes and possesses you, it does not override your will. He talks to you. And that's where the fellowship comes in. So we are talking together to decide the way forward. So Holy Spirit, do you want me to take this job or not? And you listen to him. And you say, my son, you know what? You can take it, it might work, but listen, you will have a problem. So what do you want? And it shows you another way. The people don't fellowship with God anymore. The whole fellowship is, I worship you. That fellowship, almighty God. Oh, we have fellowship. No, you worshiped. Yeah. Fellowship involves exchange. Talk. Now, if in your worship it talks to you, it becomes a fellowship. But if in your worship it does not talk to you, you are just a worshiper. You are not fellowshipping. He said, may the fellowship of the Holy Ghost remains with you. And people don't fellowship with the Spirit of God. You know, one a danger in all this is that you can think you know it so much that you disqualify God. 
if I said, take a pen and write father, no one would think for those who went to school, they write father. They know it, they reproduce it. In our work with God, we can know it so much that we reproduce something that God is not in anymore. When is the last time you have an exchange with the Holy Spirit? When is the last time you sat with him and talked to him? I'm not saying when is the last time you prayed. I say when is the last time you really sat and exchanged with him? When is the last time you talked to him about the weather? About how the weather is? When is the last time? Because all your fellowship, thou are great. You do miracles so great. Oh, holy, holy. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Yere. Oh, Yere. Thank you, Yere. That's your fellowship. That's why people are so lame in the church. Because they have missed on the real power of the spirits. You go without consulting. You grieve him and you quench him. He's a friend like no other. I'm telling you, he's a friend like no other. If you can piece the mystery of fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost, your life will no longer be the same. He's, he's, he's hungry for you. He wants to just talk to you. When is the last time you refused him that fellowship? For those who are married, you can understand me that better. For those who are not married, you can also understand because you see it in movies. <laughs> when we are in a situation with your partner and you just want to fellowship and the partner shuts you down, do you know what we heard? How hurtful is that? Oh, you are in the bed and they give you a kick. Do you know how hurtful that... Come on now. Do you know that, that, how hurtful that can be? It's the same way we treat the Holy Spirit. He wants to talk to us, but we are so caught up with our problems that we cannot open up. He say, I'm hungry for fellowship with you. My son, I just want to get your heart. I want to talk to you. I want you to talk to me. I want us to be together. I say, no. I don't have time. You even read your Bible on your own. That, that's why you don't understand scripture, some of us. Because we read it on our own. We don't consult with a writer. You cannot understand a book if you don't have a mind of a writer. And the Bible says every scripture is a breath of God. The breath, the ruach of God. Meaning the spirit of God. Every scripture is breathed out by the Holy Ghost into the people and they wrote it down. And if you want to understand scripture, you need to go back to the ruach HaKodesh. The Holy Ghost that did it. If you don't do that, you cannot understand scripture. My last scripture I want to read for you. John chapter number 16, verse 12 to 15. Let's go very quickly and read. John 16, 12 to 15. He said, my God, help us. 
I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So Jesus will not reveal something to you that is bigger than you. You want revelation? You can't get it because it's bigger than you. But then he gave a key. He said, however, when he, somebody say he, not, not it, when he, every place where the Holy Ghost is not welcome, is not a church. Let me say it here again. Every place where the Holy Ghost is not welcome, is not a church, it's a club. It's a club of people that pretend to love one another. Because they don't. Let me say it again. I say every place where the Holy Ghost is not set as a Lord is not a church. It's a club of people that pretend to love one another but they don't. He said, however, when he, the spirit of, Jesus said, I am the way. My God, oh my God. He gave us so many clues. The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all. My God, my God, my God. So if you don't have the spirit of truth, or you do, but if you don't fellowship with him, he cannot guide you. He cannot guide you. He guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Hallelujah. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take of mine and declare it to you. Jesus has given the key of life. The Holy Ghost leads you into all truth. I said the Holy Ghost leads you into all He leads you into all truth. He leads you into all Truth. Not truths. Truth. Not plural. Truth. So the Bible is saying he's leading you into all that Jesus is. He's leading you to understand the fullness of Jesus. Because the fullness of Jesus is sometimes not understood. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Is a is is a senior partner to me. Hallelujah. I told him, you are my senior partner and I just want to follow you because I can't do it by myself. You pray to ask for wisdom, but before you pray, you have your own idea. And you want God to confirm your idea. Hallelujah. Can we come empty-handed before the Holy Ghost? As a precious spirit of God. This is what I think. But you are my senior partner. Is that really what you want? Shall we do this? 
And I promise you, he will speak to you. The devil voice cannot be inside of you unless you are possessed. The devil cannot speak from within you. That you can write it down. So you cannot hear the voice of the devil within you because the devil has no right to possess you. He can speak from the outside and mess up with your mind. But the inner voice is God. So many people hear the inner voice and they doubt. Ooh, I don't know if it's me. If it's not me. If it's me. Continue. The moment you find out we are already gone. The Bible says the spirit dwells in you. How many people believe that the Holy Ghost dwells in them? If you don't believe so, I'm going to make an altar call for salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the spirit of the Lord, I'm going to stop here for today. We'll carry on next Sunday. The spirit of the Lord is your closest friend. He has come to make you the head, not the tail. His ideas are brilliant. No man can equal his way of thinking. No wisdom can overtake his wisdom. Then we better listen to him. No strength is greater than him. When he came upon the people of the Old Testament, he came upon Samson. And Samson ripped off the gate of a city. He killed a thousand Philistines with a jawbone of a donkey. He came upon David and David established the order of worship. He came upon Abraham and Abraham became the father of the nations. He came upon so many. He came upon Jeremiah. He came upon Elijah. Elijah ran faster than a horse. He came upon the valiant people of the Old Testament. And today their testimony is still written. I have a good news for you. He's not just coming upon you. He is in you. No, you don't check what I'm saying. He's not just coming upon you. He is in you. So if Elijah could do what he did with just the upon, what about the within? Oh my God. If Elijah could do what he did just with a visitation, what about a dwelling place? The church, the Bible says, the New Testament is greater than the old. The glory of the new is greater than the glory of the old. Now the people of the new are envying the people of the old. We still talk about Elijah, which is good because the Bible says, it talks about him. But we have come to a place where Elijah wants to look into time and envy your time. The Bible says the old the people of old look into this thing and they long to see it, but they did not see it. Blessed are you that see and hear those things. For the kingdom of God has come not only to you, but the kingdom has come within you. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you this morning. And he is, is, is calling you into a time of fellowship. He's calling you into a time of, of, of exchange. He, he does not want you to be the broken, weeping kind. He wants you to stand up and talk to 
to him and he will talk back to you. You will have such a fellowship. Like in the book of Acts 15, 28. They say, we and the Holy Ghost, we decided. We and the Holy Ghost, we decided. God wants you to be partner of his. He doesn't want to decide just in, on his own. He wants to have somebody that he, he, he talks to. God is not a selfish God. Even at creation, he said, and the Lord said, let us make men. God is a God of counsel. He, he, he has his own counsel. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But add to that counsel, he has brought human beings into his counsel. He said, I do nothing before I reveal it to my servant, who is a prophet. So you need to understand we are moving into a time where the Holy Ghost wants to be so real to the people so that they can say, me and the Holy Ghost, we decided. We are moving into a dispensation where the Holy Ghost wants to be so real to you that you can sit at the table and say, we are having tea together. We are... People say, they're busy talking to the Holy Spirit. And they ask them, are you busy? No, I'm not busy. You're not busy. You're grieving. Because he was just talking to you. And you say you're not busy. You know what? The Lord rebuked me over one time. I was busy talking to you in my cell phone ring. Say I took the cell phone. Hello? Yes. <laughs> I, I will talk to you later. Wait for me. And I said, Holy Spirit. He said, did you tell me you want to take the phone? You have no consideration for my presence. I am talking to you. You have the audacity to break my talk and talk to a human being. And then come to me and say, Holy Spirit, now I want to talk. He kept quiet. He was grieved. Hey, I'm serious. I'm serious. If you really want a good time of fellowship, put that phone down. Because people will be inspired by Satan to call you at that time. They will be pushed by Satan. When you come to that fellowship, that is like you are entering the glory. Hello? Yes, I'm busy now. Wait for me. Drop the phone. Glory is gone. Because the Holy Ghost is a jealous God. He doesn't want to share his time with human beings. I'm here to tell you, church, this morning, that God wants to take you to another realm of glory that you can relate to the Holy Spirit, the friend, the ever-present friend in time of need. He's the one that was there before I was born. He's the one that took me out of my mother's womb. He's the one that gave me life. He's the one that led me to this world. He's the one that I honor. I don't know which respect you are for him. I don't know which respect you are for him. You take him to parties, shake your head like a little body like a snake, then you come and Holy Spirit. I wonder if the Apostle Paul was in the nightclub. You want to follow God? You must follow him the way he does. If you can prove to me that Jesus was dancing in the nightclub, then I will go there tomorrow. But if you can prove to me that Jesus says you are in the world but not of the world, then 
we are talking. Christians need to come to a place where they make a decision. Either you want the fullness or you want nothing. We need to be serious about Jesus and about the Holy Spirit. You need to ask him, Holy Spirit, is it good for me to go there? He will tell you, net, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go there, yeah. Hallelujah. This morning, the Holy Spirit told me, tell them, I long for their presence. You see, they are always asking me to bring my presence. But I want their presence too. So that when they sit with me, their mind will not be thinking of something else while talking to me. I want all of them. I want them to sit with me and to focus. I want them to look me, me in the eye and talk to me. It's happened a lot to me in my marriage. Sometimes my wife will be talking to me and say, are you even listening to me? And I said, yes. She said, no, you don't look like. Because when I'm talking, it feels like your mind is somewhere else. There are days where your partner is talking to you, but you are somewhere else. Me, I'm like that. I confess it. Maybe you, you are very holy. You never had that. But me, I had that many times. Where I need to come back. And sometimes while she's talking, I'm judging what she's saying. Why is she reasoning like this? But I'm listening. And before she finishes, I have my only conclusion already. That I can see. And we do that with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we don't even listen. You see, my son, I love you. Yes, I know that, but... That one is not news. We all know it, but what about what I'm going through? This morning, the Holy Ghost is stepping in. No, I'm serious. I'm saying he's stepping in. I'm not just saying like we have to use to say, oh, the presence is here. No. He told me this morning. He said, when you share my words and people get it and decide to walk with me, I will step in. And I will make myself real to each one of them. So Holy Spirit, as you said it, Step in here and put your hands on the people and start to show to them how real 